Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Everyday Heroes. I am your host, Rob. You can find us under the official Rock Blaster Network on YouTube and Twitch. Today, we're going to have Psychology 101 and talk about human versus animal, <laughs> excuse me, human versus animal emotions. Let's explain. So out of Berkeley, um, they wrote an article in one of the magazines uh, called What Kind of Emotions Do Animals Feel? And today we're going to try to answer that question and give a difference or possibly similarity, <laughs> excuse me, possibly the difference or possible similarity between the two. Welcome to Everyday Heroes. Let's have Psychology 101, Animal versus Human, <laughs> excuse me, Animal versus Human Emotions. Lots of allergies right now. All right, so. They start off by saying a new book by primatologist Franz de Waal suggests that animal and human emotions are more similar than we think. Now, this article was written in 2019, so the book has already been out. If you guys want to check it out, I'm sure you can find it at any bookstore nearby. So once upon a time in the Netherlands Zoo, there was an elderly chimpanzee named Mama who wasn't doing very well. Um, an elderly biology professor, Jan von Hoff, who was known for primate for four decades, enters Mama's enclosure, something usually too dangerous to attempt, given the strength of a chimp and their capacity for violent attacks. In their final point in encounter, she grins and reaches for him, embraces him and rhythmically pats the back of his head and neck in a comforting gesture that chimpanzees use as to quiet a whimpering infant. Uh, Lol says she was letting him know not to worry, and they wrote that in the book, uh, the Lol's book, Mama's Last Hug, Animal Emotions and What the Talks About Ourselves. So as one of the most prominent primatologists, DeWall has said or has been observing animals for four decades now, debunking the myths and the differences or similarities between human beings and animals. The latest book, as we mentioned, covers those emotions. So, like in the book, um, they were uh, many stories recount uh, different animals that have shown emotion. Now, another female in Mama's colony named Koof, I hope I pronounced that right, couldn't produce enough milk to keep her babies alive. So DeWall taught her how to feed an adopted infant with a bottle. Koof turned out to be a caring, productive mother, learning on her own how to remove the bottle when the baby needed to burp. And afterward, each time DeWall approached Koof, she showered him with affection and expressions that truly seemed like gratitude. When the elderly chimp named Mama did pass away, DeWall witnessed the other chimps touching, washing, anointing, and grooming her body. Gestures that we do, uh, after after somebody passes away. Given such observations, DeWall asserts that their social emo, socio-emotional lives resemble ours to such a degree that it's unclear where to draw the line. Now, it's not just, <laughs> excuse me, it's not just in um, primates that are our closest relatives. One example that they found, um, Asian elephants will wrap their trunks around each other as an emotion of a expression of consolation, excuse me, guys, Rodents, once thought to be unaffected by um, emotions, will have been found to express anguish through their eyes, flattened ears, and swollen cheeks. They also have facial expressions that can evoke things like pleasure. Horses are about as expressive as primates are, according to DeWall. And I know that well. I've actually had horses. Horses do have a lot of bonding emotional attachment to their people and to their fellow horses as well. 
And then in dogs, obviously we know that they do well. They pull in what's the puppy dog eyes, the inner brow pull that makes their eyes appear larger. What we find awe-inspiring and cute is just kind of a way to show the I'm sorry or the I love you or the come on and pet me type of thing. You know, it's the it's the gaze they do when they're trying to get something out of you, like a cookie or something. Um, you know, DeWall was often asked questions like, does an animal like a dog feel shame after, let's say, doing something wrong, uh, you know, making a mess in the house, maybe barking, maybe uh, destroying something? DeWall replied in, in their book, no one doubts the dogs know they are in trouble, but they, whether they actually exactly feel guilty is a point of debate. Um, according to another study by a lady named Alexandra Horowitz, she said, lower gaze, ears pressed back, slumped body, averted head, and tail rapidly beating is not about what they've done, but how their owner reacts. If the owner scolds them, they act extremely guilty. If they don't, then the dog acts like nothing actually happened. So, <laughs> excuse me, DeWall draws a clear distinction between animal behaviors that can connote emotion and what an animal actually feels. Interesting, right? Because we're all to think that when something goes wrong in a person or when something happens, good or bad, or just neutral, we are to feel a certain way, right? Well, it turns out that depending on the situation, depending on the outside's um, doings, that will actually clear the table of what's going on. Uh, DeWall continues by saying, anyone who claims to know what animals feel don't have science on their side. Emotions and feeling, while often conflated, are not the same. Emotions drive behavior and come with physical cues, whereas feelings are internal and subjective, known to the specific being possessing them. Which is why, when certain people act around certain things, that's how they cope. That's how they deal. Um, I will, you know, for one thing, if you want to learn something about your teacher here for a minute, when I do get, when I, when I do something well, I get super giddy and laugh kind of hysterically. It's part of my anxiety and my ADD, but it's how I express the happiness of doing something well. Other people who do something well that may not share the anxiety, they might smile. They might sigh of you know, relief. Oh, cool. I did that. I got that done. But that's the example of how the feeling is different versus the actual emotion. Everybody can get sad. Everybody can be happy. That's kind of the general doing. When something goes well, 99% of people um, are going to share the same emotion. Brisby, I appreciate that. Thank you. It is a very interesting deep topic. And once in a while, even though this is kind of something you would learn, it's also something you should just know for outside of the school uh, you know, system. It's something just to know as a person. Now, going back to elephants, DeWall views that they are highly empathetic and emotional beings, given how they rush to comfort a fellow elephant in distress, how they recognize each other in the mirror, and acknowledging that some scientists uh, remain skeptical, it's kind of, you know, they're proving these scientists wrong. Now, DeWall says that the possibility that animals experience emotions the way we do makes many hard-nosed scientists feel queasy, partly because animals never report any feelings, and partly because the existence of feelings 
presupposes a level of consciousness that many scientists aren't willing to grant animals. Now, this is something that I believe totally wrong in the science community. And a any living creature that breathes, eats, you know, drinks water that needs to survive, they have the same right to survival as any other one does, which is why, you know, for those who have uh, animals at home, there there are children, they are, we call them fur babies. They are just as important to us as anything. And for instance, one of our, one of our dogs has chronic allergies, spend, you know, we, we get a lot of things for him, but it's all for, because that's, that's what you do when your family member is in pain or is suffering you do what you can so this is the one part of science i don't agree with and i do agree with the wall because many scientists don't want to give other creatures the ability to feel when in reality you know they do so what can animals teach us about ourselves well as the wall explores human and non-human emotional territory he, he finds excuse me considerable common ground Bonobo babies, a type of chimpanzee, who are orphaned and raised without maternal love, suffer just as a human baby would. Orphan bonobos have trouble regulating emotions, whereas bonobos who grow up with a maternal and paternal affection know how to weather the storm, so to speak. And just like humans, bonobos who haven't been nurtured also have trouble comforting others who are in distress. DeWall continued in his book by saying, for more, the question has never been whether animals have emotions, but how science could have overlooked them for so long. That's a good question. How could science overlook that? As DeWall compares human behavior to our closest relatives, he finds much to report. He says, I seriously doubt that the smile is our species' happy face, as is often stated in human emotions. Its background is much richer with meanings other than cheeriness. A smile could mean nervousness, for instance, those with anxiety, a desire to please, amusement, or strictly attraction. He continues by saying often, people often wear plastic smiles with no deep meaning whatsoever. So how do you tell which is which? Well, he goes back to a 19th century French neurologist named Duchenne de Boulogne, who identified two kinds of human smiles. The genuine, positive feelings and joy, is known as the Duchenne smile and involves not only lifting the mouth corners, but pulling back the lips. There you go. Um, a fake smile involves the mouth around uh, or mouth area, but not the eyes, a useful distinction to know. So when you do smile, you have that look in your eye. A fake smile, can you see the difference? So considering that, how would you compare other living beings to humans? Well, in some ways, the wall makes a good point. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, all, all animals share the ability to, and if we look at how other creatures like chimps, elephants, or even dogs for that matter, um, interact with each other or interact with us, we might learn a thing or two about how emotions actually work. Well, thanks to everybody like Brisby who is joining us live. We appreciate it so much. If you weren't able to join us live, don't worry. Check us on YouTube and Twitch. Hit that bell. Boom. You'll be notified until later. Thanks for watching and stay